Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Church Podcast. here that is this is your first time thanks so much for taking time out of your weekend maybe you're tuning in online we're glad that you're taking time uh, to tune in with us and hope that you can make it here in person one of these days um, today we're in a new series called all the feels all the feels um, and we're in a relationship series that's going to be the next four weeks so whether you are single single today this is your day um, this is a great message if you're dating this is your day if you're engaged it's your day married people I'm even coming for you so um, here and it's not one of those things it's just for the young um, it is for all of us in this place um, and so we are I'm really glad that you are here and that you're with us and the next four weeks are gonna be dynamite so make sure that you invite your friends your family your co-workers to come with you as well uh, today as we get ready to jump in I, I want to talk to us and really kind of preach the topic of dating today and talking about dating is somewhat difficult when it's done in a biblical context because there's not dating in the Bible. People got married when they were like 14, right? Like 14, 15. Um, they, were, they, were, they were prearranged marriages for the most part. So, you know, we're kind of coming in and what is our culture is totally different from that culture. But there are principles that the Word of God has put in them that we should be incorporating to this big, huge area of our life of romance, of all the feels. And so today, I want us to kind of launch into the area of dating. And the reality is this, dating has severely changed since I was a dater, since I was on the market, which wasn't long, ladies, um, but when, when I was on the market, it, it, I mean, and, and I was dating, man, 20 years ago, it was a total different ball game than what it is now. And so I've had to do a lot of research and a lot of uh, just kind of just studying on this to understand kind of what's going on. I ran across a singles ad that said this, single female seeks male companionship. Ethnicity, not important. I'm a very good looking girl who loves to play. Woo. I love long walks in the woods, riding in your pickup truck, hunting, camping, fishing trips, cozy winter nights, lying by the fire, and candlelight dinners will have me eating out of your hand. When you get home from work, I will be at the front door wearing only what nature gave me. Call, and it lists the phone number. I'm not going to write it down because that's the only note you'll take, some of you. Um, call and ask for Daisy. 
over 1,500 men found themselves talking to the Atlanta Humane Society about an eight-month-old Labrador retriever. Um, and so I, I think there's a lot of us, you know, that we're like, huh, huh. You know, but the truth is it's gotten complicated because online dating wasn't even a thing back then, right? But now it is a main thing. In fact, according to Forbes, the United States alone, just the U.S., has over 2,500 dating sites. And about a thousand new dating sites are launched every year. It's also estimated that nearly 8,000 dating sites are worldwide. These include everything from Match, which was the first dating site ever, to, and this one's a new one for me, Bristler, a dating site for beard lovers that was founded in 2014. Nearly 50 million Americans have tried online dating. Men use it more than women. The annual revenue for online dating sites is $1.9 billion, just shy of $2 billion. The biggest lie for online profiles is men, we lie about money. We lie about how much we make, or maybe you're lying about how much you don't make. You don't want a gold digger. I don't know. Um, women, the women lie about men. Can you guess it? Come on, third service. Throw something out there. Age, age, age. Felix, good job. Women lie about their age. You show up, and they said they're 20 and they're 50. You're like, you ain't 20. Um, I see it. I don't care how much plastic surgery you had. You aren't. Um, one article reports that 62% of online daters are already in a relationship or married. So the question is this. How do you date in a biblical manner? Right? Because it, it's a mess out there. Like, just be honest, like the people I talk to are like, it's a, it's a, it's a total mess and I, I don't even know where to start. And, and here's the challenge for us is how do we not allow our feelings to dictate our decisions, right? Because romance, you're talking about dating and romance, you talk about feelings, you talk about a realm where feelings like trump everything, that is this area, and yet you and I have got to be really wise about how we handle our emotions in this area, because emotions alone don't make for a great relationship, right? In fact, we've, we've given a lot of things that talk about emotion and to be, guard, and to be on guard about it. In fact, our, our text for this whole series, in fact, it's your memory verse for this month. If you want a memory verse, remember that going to Sunday school? Your memory verse for the month is found in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. And it says this, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Solomon, the writer of Hebrews, is saying that this is what he's saying. Guard, carefully watch your heart, which this means to your heart, your inner feelings and thoughts. Carefully watch your inner feelings and thoughts above all else because it determines the direction you take for the rest of your life. Right? It determines the course of your life life. And how do you and I not, let de, not allow emotions to, de, to decide our destiny? How do we put a filter on the feels? 
to where the fields aren't running amok and aren't out of control so that our life isn't. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I hope totally changes the way you look at this item. I want to talk to you about avocado love. Avocado love. And hopefully, by the time I am done with this message, you don't look at this fruit, vegetable. I call it a vegetable because I actually like it, so I'm like, that's a vegetable. Um, But um, that you don't ever look at an avocado the same way. And there's a lot of things we can learn from avocados that are really, truly applicable when it comes to our life. So hear me, if you haven't heard anything else, start zoning in right now. Tune in right now because I want to give you several rules for avocado love. The first rule is there is no avocado club. Uh, anyways, fight club, you know what I'm talking about. So the first rule is this. It is your responsibility to pick and choose. So be intentional instead of emotional. It's your, man, every person, no, no matter how old you are, how young you are, it is your responsibility to pick and choose who you're going to date. So hear me. Be intentional about who you're picking instead of just emotional. Because some of us, we've just been emotional about who we date instead of being intentional about who we date. And as a result, it's always led to heartbreak when it comes to our dating life. When, when Casey and I first got married, I had no idea how to pick out an avocado. No clue. No clue. Um, and, and why should I? Because I never made guacamole. I've never used avocados before. I mean, I just had it when I went to Taco Bueno or whatever, living that sweet bachelor life. And so um, when we started going and she sent me to the store to get an avocado, I would go pick one like this. All right? This avocado is awful. Um, and here's why. You see when it's bright green, it's not, it's not good. It's hard. It's rock hard. This means it's not ripe. It's not good, Um, but this is a really good avocado. It's kind of got a little mush to it, and, and, and it's got the right coloring, and this is good. This is bad, right? Good avocado, bad avocado. Good avocado, bad avocado. We're not prejudiced about green things or green people. Just hear me today. This isn't really a good avocado. And here's the deal, is I had no idea until Casey helped me and learned, and she taught me to squeeze them. And I'm not telling you before you go on a date to squeeze somebody, um, because that gets really awkward really fast, and you've crossed some boundary lines we'll talk about later. But here's what I do know, is some of us are more intentional and careful about picking avocados than we are who we date. And, And we don't really investigate, because I always say this, man, you get what you inspect, not what you expect. You get what you inspect, not what you expect. And some of us, man, we just showed up and we've shown up into this dating life and we just take what's available and what is easy. And just because it's available doesn't mean it's good. And just because it's easy doesn't mean it's right. And some of us, man, we, we, we just like, you know, I, I, I just, it, it looked available. It looked easy. It looked like this. And, and here's what I would tell you. When it comes to looking at avocado, there's some avocados, man, these aren't even an option for me to pick up. Like these, these are not ever going into my cart except for this sermon right here, right? Like if I showed up to the house with these avocados, Casey would be like, have you lost your mind right now? Like you just, you, sh- you showed up in the house with that, like you brought that home, right? Here's the deal. Some people aren't even an option, can't even be an option, 
for you to put in your cart, right? For you to put in, for you to even check their profile out, for you to bring home. I mean, it's not even an option for you to bring them to meet your mom. And, and you know this, you know this. This is something I'm working on with my daughters, right? Um, my youngest one specifically right now, um, she's getting a lot of attention at school. And so I'm, you know, oiling my guns and going to practice a lot of shooting right now. But um, for, for Chloe, there is this uh, really aggressive kid that I came really close to saying his name. I may have said his name in the first service and I got in trouble from my wife. She's like, you can't say his name. I'm like, I didn't say his name. She's like, you might as well. And I'm like, okay. So his name sounds a lot like Hooper. Um, so, um, <laughs> and Hooper <clears throat> has, a, has a mad crush on my youngest daughter, Chloe. And uh, just call it a spade a spade, right? Let's just be honest here. Hooper's not the best kid, unfortunately, right now. And Chloe knows it, and she's trying to put distance. And, and she's trying to, like, distance herself nicely right now, right? But, man, he's persistent, little sucker. And he keeps texting. He keeps trying to FaceTime her at, like, 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, oh, he's going to FaceTime somebody at 11 o'clock at night. And it's not going to be you because you don't have your phone, right? Your phone is, anyways, I'm about to get into a whole other message. And so we're at the basketball game last week, Chloe is hurt, injured, um, so she can't play right now. And she's sitting on the bench watching her team, and comes the Antichrist. Um, I mean, comes Hooper. Um, and Hooper stands right behind where Chloe is. The game's going on, right? And he's trying to get Chloe's attention. And I see what's going on. I, I, got, I got eyes for the first time on this kid. And I'm like, Casey, I'm going to kill him. Okay, I'm going to kill him. And she's like, don't make a scene. I'm like, okay, I won't make a scene. And he just keeps like trying to talk to her. And I'm like, that's it. And I get up and I go and I stand right. I mean, if he's here, I'm right here. I mean, I'm making it uncomfortable. And I didn't say a word. And he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, I will kill him. I just wanted to whisper. I just wanted to whisper, you're next, right? Like, like just give me a moment. And here's what we've had to understand and what Chloe is understanding. Um, first, um, if they're persistent, sometimes you got to say no hard. Um, but the other thing is this, there's some people that just aren't an option, right? There's some people that, that that's not even an option. And if you can learn, this is avocado love right now. If you can learn that they're not even an option, it's going to save you a lot of heartbreak. Here's what Paul said. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 15, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And here's the crazy thing about this. Is in 2 Corinthians, Paul spends a lot of time talking about all the reasons he should be able to speak to the church in in, in Corinth. Why, why he's given all his list of qualifications. He's running down his, his, his uh, pedigree of who he is because the church in Corinth after 1 Corinthians, they didn't like what Paul wrote and so they dismissed it and as a result, they missed it. And so Paul sends another letter to him 
And in this letter, he knew what their reaction was the first time. So he spends a lot of time saying, hey, listen to me. This is why you should be listening to me. This is why I'm son of God. This is why this is so true and applicable for you. Because he knew our tendency way back then is our, still our tendency to this day. When we don't like what we hear, we dismiss it and we miss it instead of listening up and owning up. And hear me, this scripture is so true for us today. When it comes to your dating life, hear me, if, if they're an unbeliever, man, it's a green avocado. It's a no-go, right? And, and here's the pushback I get all the time. Well, Justin, I, I, just, I just don't want to be mean. I don't want to like hurt anybody's feelings. I'm going I'm to say this to you. Don't apologize for being picky and choosy. Don't apologize for being picky. If you're the ones responsible for picking and choosing, for, for picking and choosing, you better be picky and choosy. Right? If you're the one responsible for picking and choosing, you better be picky and choosy. Well, what do I say when somebody, you know, wants to go out or I realize who they are and, and I, you know, I'm not going to be like, hey, I can't go out with you because my pastor told me you're going to hell. That's not... What I'm saying right now, but that's where we take it to, right? I'm not telling you to judge where they're going to spend eternity. But what I do know is this. Jesus said this, that you will know a tree by the fruit it bears. And some of you are expecting apples when you're dating a prune tree. And you're never going to get an apple from that prune tree because it's not an apple tree. And some of you, you're expecting great things when they're not where they should be. But, but Justin, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't, but, but listen to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 25. It says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. This is what our life should be producing if we're followers of Christ. Verse 24 and 25, we're going to spend some time on. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions, have nailed all the feels and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified him there. And check out verse 25. This is so huge. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Man, so many, so many times I ignore verse 25. When I'm reading the Bible, because I get caught up in the fruit of the Spirit, right? But verse 25 is key for us. Since we are followers of Christ, we are being led by the Holy Spirit. Let us follow the Spirit's leading, not in some parts of our lives, but in every part of our lives. That means your dating aspect of your life. That are you following the Spirit's leading and every part of your life. Are you? It's a huge question. Because that's what we're commanded to do. And here's the deal. And here's why this is such a big deal. Why you've got to be picky. Why you've got to be choosy. Because when I go buy guacamole, when I go buy, when I go buy avocados, I want this. I want guacamole, right? Like that's what 95, 96% of the time when I buy avocados, it's going to turn into this. And I got to tell you, that guacamole right there on your screen isn't going to be good if these aren't good. 
right? Like if this starts off bad, if these are not good avocados, I can try to dress it up and I can put spices in it. But if the avocados are bad, the guacamole is going to be bad. And I'm not telling you that if you marry the right person, that it's going to all be all right. It takes work. But what I can tell you is this, you can eliminate a whole lot of problems and heartbreak in your marriage if you get this dating part of your life right. If you will get the avocado right, if you pick well, it's going to lead to awesome guacamole in your marriage. Can I just tell you? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes and go eat some guacamole. Here's the deal. I'm, I'm telling you, if you, can get, if you can pick right, and if you can be picky and choosy, and you, you pick right, man, it leads to amazing results. But the only one that can do that for you is you, right? The only one that can pick for you is you. Second thing I would say is this. If you keep getting bad avocados at the same place, it's time to look elsewhere. If you keep getting bad avocados at the same place, it's time to look elsewhere. If I go to Walmart and Walmart has these kind of avocados and every time I go to Walmart they have these kind of avocados that aren't good, I'm going to stop going to Walmart and I'm going to go find a place that has good avocados instead of bad avocados. I hear all the time, well, I can't find a good guy. I can't find a good girl. There's nobody good. They're all crazy. They're all psycho. That's exactly what the opposite sex is saying about you too, right? Right? Let's just call it the way it is. But here's the deal is that many of us the only reason we keep finding people that aren't good for us is because we're looking at the wrong place. Let me spell that out for you. You're not going to find the man of God hanging out at the bar, the club, or on Tinder most of the time. Let's just call it the way it is. And you're not going to find right as long as you're hanging with wrong. And some of you, you need to hear that. Your relationships, your dating relationship is dysfunctional because you're more busy hanging with wrong than being and doing right. And the question I have for you today is this. Are you the type of person that the person you are looking for is looking for? All right, let me say that slower because you're like, what was that? I missed it. Um, are you the type of person that the person you're looking for is looking for? Married people, are you still the type of person that the person you were looking for is still looking for, right? Are you still being that spouse that you said you were going to be, that you were committed to being? Here's what I can say, that most of us, we spend most of our time dreaming and fantasizing about meeting the right person instead of becoming the right person. And what are you going to do if you're not in a relationship? It's time to work on you. What are you going to do if you're in a relationship? It's time to work on me. And we fantasize and we dream about, man, if I can do this and if I can do that, if I can meet this person, then it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. But, 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 but hear me. Hear me on this. A bad me makes a bad we. Bad me makes a bad we. But a good me helps us to become a good we. And if you think, <laughs> if you think that marriage is going to kind of calm them down and settle them down, you are completely missing it right now. If they pick their nose a little bit now, brother, they are a digger when it comes to getting married because marriage magnifies things. It doesn't minimize things. Guys, if she is high maintenance now and, and hey. 
It, she ain't your boo until you say, I do. Let's just call it the way it is. Hear, hear me. If she's high maintenance now, run. run. But just so we're engaged and I didn't really. Run. It's not too late. Get out. I mean, take the emergency exit. Just, just take the hatch off the plane and jump out. It's going to be better for you. Girls, if he is possessive and controlling now, woo, get out. Don't, 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 no, get out. Because here's what I can tell you. Man, it's way better to deal with the fallout of a broken relationship now than having to deal with dysfunction in your marriage later. Man, don't let emotions run you. But understand, come to a place where you got the avocado kind of love, where you've been picky and choosy, and you've been intentional instead of emotional. The second rule to avocado love is this. Understand this, time is your friend, not your enemy. Time is your friend, not your enemy. Sometimes when it's not avocado season, you got to buy some avocados, and you got to put them in a brown paper bag, and you wrap them up, and you just have to let them sit there. Right? you got to wait. And something happens is it ripens up and it becomes good when you allow time to make the avocados right. And some of us, we don't like what I'm saying right now. You've hit your 20, you just graduated college or you're into your senior year and you don't have that ring by spring. Hear me, you can have your ring by spring, but you'll have regret by fall. And some of us, we're just like, oh, but I got to have this. No, 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 no. Hear me. Time is your friend. It's not your enemy. It's not your nemesis. And when we get in a rush and when we get in a hurry and when we get careless and we just start falling emotions because we feel panicked because we're coming to the end of college, we're coming to the end of our 20s and we're still single and we haven't met our significant other, we do foolish things. We settle. And, and some of us, we are just pushing and pushing and pushing pushing. But look what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 2. It says, enthusiasm without knowledge is no good. Haste makes mistakes. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. I've seen this play out so many times. People make emotional decisions instead of biblical decisions, instead of wise decisions. And then it doesn't turn out the way they thought, and they get hurt, and they get burned, and they say, well, why would God allow this to happen? It's not that God allowed it to happen. He kept saying, stop, stop, stop. But instead of following the Spirit's leading in every aspect of your life, you started following your feelings. You started following the feels. And you rushed in, and when you rush in, I can almost promise you this, most of the time it leads to regret. So what's the alternative? You slow down. Right? Here's what I've never, I've never met a couple that said, you know, I really regret kind of getting some counsel and getting some advice and getting some counseling, pre-marriage counseling, and really getting to know one another, um, you know, and, and just kind of pumping the brakes on our emotions and getting to know each other better. But I have heard the opposite to be true a ton, right? Oh, I, I rushed in and I regret it. I rushed in and I wish we would have gotten to know it. I, I rushed in and now I've wasted so much time. And time is, hear me, you know this, time is not your enemy, but we rush through things because of this. Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart. We don't guard our heart. We don't guard our emotions. We don't watch carefully 
over our inner thoughts and feelings. And as a result, it runs havoc on our lives. Now, here's what I would say, too. There's balance to waiting. If you've been dating the same person for seven years and they haven't asked you to marry them yet, hey, there, there's a time for ripening, and then they just become moldy at some point, right? Like, I'm like, come on now. Like, at, at some point, they're either the one or they're not. Well, we've been dating since we're 12. Okay, that might be a little different then. But, but that's usually the very, very rare case. Here's the deal. Are you following the Spirit's leading? Are you guarding your heart? Are you guarding your emotions? Because I, I say this, the only person that can do this for you is you. And it's a really big deal. My married couples out there, can I tell you, most of the decisions we rush into are decisions we later regret. We get panicked. My kid's going to miss out on this. Oh, we got it. It's, it's a great deal. It's a good deal of a lifetime. And it becomes the regret of a lifetime, doesn't it? Haste makes mistakes. Calm down. Time, time is not your enemy. Can I tell you, I saw my dad model this so well before him and Debbie got married. After my mom passed away, he didn't, well, it's been a year. It's time to get back on the market. Playboy. You know, like, not, he, he wasn't, no, 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 no. Two years passed. He's still trying to function and, and deal with his stuff. Three years pass, he's still trying to function. And four years pass, I'm like, okay, dad, you've dealt with your function now. Let's get going. You know, like, like we're good. And him and Debbie took their time. You know what? It's been great. Him and Debbie took their time and it's been fantastic. And that's the encouragement. I, do, I don't want to ruin dating for you. I want it to be everything you want it to be, but when we're looking at this and when we're dating, we've got something bigger in mind from it. And that's the goal. And that's the heart that you're happily ever after would be amazing. And would be awesome. And if you can get this dating part down, right? If you can get this who I pick and who I choose and who's an option, and if you can get this avocado love down and you can function in your love life like you're picking avocados, I'm telling you, it will greatly limit the regrets that you have in your life and in your emotional life because you have guarded your feelings. All the feels haven't run the show, but you've allowed God to come in and put a filter to your feels. I'll, I'll leave you with this. It's found in Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. It says this, so, so this is my prayer, and this, this is such a great verse to end on. This is my prayer, that your love will flourish, and you will not only love much, but well. Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Man, that is, that's the whole message, right? That, that's it. Philippians 1, 9, let me read it one more time and we'll, we'll pray. Verse 9, so this is, my, this is my prayer as your pastor, I'm telling you, that your love will flourish, that it will be healthy, and that you will not only love much, but well. Learn to love, it's something you learn, learn to love appropriately. You, you don't feel, you don't feel your way there, you learn your way there, learn to love appropriately. You gotta, you need to use your head and test your feelings, don't follow your feelings, test your feelings so that your love is sincere, so it's real and intelligent, 
And not sentimental gush. And here's what I can promise you as your pastor. If you can do this, if you're a teenager, this is so big. If you're a college student, man, if you're in your 50s, this is so big. If you will do this, Philippians 1.9, if you will apply the truths of this, this uh, sermon to the way you interact in your dating life, it will lead you to significance and meaningful relationships and help you avoid regret. It will lead you to significant and meaningful relationships and help you avoid regret. But you got to do it for you. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And I thank you for today. And, and God, I come in, and Lord, this is one of those messages that we have to be doers and not hearers. That we have to apply your word instead of just knowing your word. And so, God, I pray today for every person that is here that they're entering this new phase, this new realm of dating, that, God, it's hard. There's times it's just difficult to know what to do, how to function. But, God, I pray that we would guard our heart above all else. God, that we would guard our inner thoughts and feelings. Because if we don't, our feelings wreak havoc on our life. If we just follow our feelings, man, we, we follow them to a place that we regret and we get hurt and we're dealing with a lot of heartbreak and a lot of regret. But Lord, I pray you put in your word, there's a better way. There's a better way to learn to love well, not just much, but learn to love intelligently. Not just sentimental gush, not just following our feelings, that we would love appropriately, that we would test our feelings. Lord, I pray for, for every one of us here today that, God, for some of us, there's a whole lot we can learn from our dating life and our love life that we do when we're picking avocados. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, God, the Lord, that we would be intentional instead of emotional and we would take our time we've realized we don't have to be in a rush we don't have to get in a panic but we do foolish things when we become panicked so Lord let us breathe and let us realize you care about this aspect of our life more than we do so God I pray that we would live that out that we would follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our life not just some but in all in Jesus' name, I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed. Today, if you're here, you say, Justin, I'm here, and man, where I'm at in my relationship with Jesus Christ isn't where I should be. Maybe you're here, maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I tell you, we've already had seven people today raise their hand to change this, and here's what I would tell you. Your romantic relationships with others will never be healthy and function like they should and as God has intended them to until your relationship with your Heavenly Father is right. And some of you, you are in dysfunctional relationships time after time and it's because your relationship with God isn't where it should be. And the only person that gets to choose that once again is you. So I'm going to count to three, and if, man, you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or where you're at isn't where you should be and where you need to be, and you know it, 
man, make a change. Be intentional about it right now. When I count to three, if that's you, would you just raise your hand? One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that is me. There's one hand that's lifted in this place. Is there anyone else? You join this one hand that's lifted, and you say, Justin, that's me. Man, Justin, that's me. There's a change that needs to happen in my life. I see your hands. Is there anyone else? You join those two hands that are lifted. Yep, I see you. Is there anyone else? You join those hands that are lifted. Before we go any further, I see you. Yep, yep, yep. I see these five hands that are lifted. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me. Is there anyone else? You join these five hands that are lifted across this place before we go any further. Man, if you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your life, mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. God, I just confess that I have sinned, that I've messed up, and where I'm at isn't where I should be. But I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn away from the life that I was living, and I turn to you, and I grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.